All right, let's get this session fired up. Coming to you a little bit late this evening. I hope you guys had a great Monday. It's 8 p.m. here on the West Coast, September 12th, 2022. We're talking current events, economic data, Trump in D.C. Don't know what he was doing. He says he was playing golf, but I'm sure that he had some other business to conduct as well. We're going to talk about it all tonight before we get into our crypto news. So to start this session off, let's get right into it. We are looking at the overall cryptocurrency space here sitting at a market cap of one trillion dollars now i'm going to start including that as well because it's important to watch this total crypto market cap uh and and it is incredible to see it back below a trillion after we were one time trading above three trillion for the overall cryptocurrency market cap but at the time of this recording 8 p.m west coast uh september 12th we are at the 222 22,200 for your bitcoin 1706 for your ethereum and your xrp is going to be at 35 cents now let's take a look here one i just i have to keep on talking about charles and the throne and the monarchy in this situation because it's so relevant and uh we're continuing to watch this situation unfold we look back into history and what do we see king charles the first of england was okay first off not wishing violence upon anyone especially um a royal member like Charles uh, but no we pray for peace and we don't want we're not calling for anything of this sort just so we're clear everyone watching this channel just want to be clear we're pay- praying for peace King Charles the first of England was beheaded by his own people this is just history King Charles the second ruled during a plague now the world awaits the reign of King Charles the third interesting how that works isn't it Interesting timing, this whole situation. Now, check it out. Speaking of the king of America, I'm just kidding. There is no king of America. That was a joke. But we're talking about Donald Trump. Uh, The Justice Department has subpoenaed more than 30 people in Trump's orbit in January 6th probe. Okay, so they are going to be going after more than 30 members. They're looking at his election campaign, folks, and uh, the people that were helping him run his campaign and do some other work but we broke this news what was this like two live streams ago like two days ago we already broke this story and it was kind of unconfirmed at the time but you know now we have cnn and the mainstream confirming for us uh that yes trump's team has been subpoenaed more than 30 people uh all related to his election and all that And, and last night we covered how the virginia election official just got three charged with three felonies uh, for basically election tampering and, and uh, illegal activities in regards to the 2020 election. So we're just going to continue to watch this political theater unfold, right? Nothing here that's going to get us overly excited. We're not emotionally invested in this story. Um, I would be lying if I said that I didn't care about this country and us being able to fix the unbelievable series of events uh, that are about to unfold Although we see it's been bad, we've gotten to a point that many of us thought we'd never get to. Um, I'm here, I'm about to go through the economic data. It's going to get worse, and I'm just not, I'm just going to get that out front, right? Is although I'm super bullish on the future of humanity after these events, it gets worse before it gets better. Now, uh, in regards to this situation, Trump, is he going to be indicted? Is he going to be arrested? You know, we've been speculating on this over the past month. I still got TikTok triggered. They're still stitching me a a month later. And uh, there's just a serious portion of the population, some for him, some against him, that I think are getting too emotionally caught up in 
other people's stories, whether it's Trump, whether it's your, your football team, without getting your act together, without getting your business and household together. And I'm all for it, guys. If your pastime is watching football, I love that. Whatever your gig is, I, I'm not for you know judging anybody. But the point of the matter is, is that we're going to get this situation. It's going to get worse recession-wise. The economic data tells us that. And then when we line up the world stage events that we've been talking about for years, um, as far as Trump, you know, how he's going to be returning back to power, but it's going to be just complete chaos in the middle of him coming back in and becoming president once again. Um, the, the political theater that's unfolding, we're about to see Gary Gensler go in front of Congress on September 15th. Right, This is the whole thing that we've been talking about for a very long time. To see the queen pass is just one confirmation of how far along we are in the timeline. And that's why this is so important. And why we talk about the political actors in the theater and Trump and the Queen, Charles. We're not going to refer to him as King Charles on this channel. He's just Charles to us. We'll see what happens. Kramer, Jim Kramer, thinks the mid-June market bottom will hold. CNBC uh, is reporting and FX Hedge is saying sell everything. And yeah, uh, I'm right there with him. So is, uh, or sorry, I'm right there with them as far as Jim Kramer being wrong about the June lows, as well as Daniela DiMartino Booth. Uh, she says, novel film critics uh, T1 Alpha notes that Jurassic Park went from a blockbuster to a series of sequels declining quality, perhaps only matched by declining trend of the S&P 500 earnings yield over the past 40 years. If June 16th was the low trough, it will be the first bear market to bottom with P&E above greater than 18 times your profit and earning margin uh, ratio profit and earnings above 18 times it would be the first time ever that we've done this now we are in new territories but i've been making the case here others are making the case uh, much smarter than me that the data the story what's about to unfold tells us it gets worse that the june lows were not the lows now are we panicking at all no no, thank you, God, for this opportunity to keep on acquiring these assets on the low. I never thought my XRP bags would get to this point. I never thought my business would be having this much success going through the recession. I never thought that I would have this much opportunity before me. And now riding out this economic hurricane, this storm, the chaos, the recession, the reset, call it what you want. How's your program working out? How much money do you got coming in? What have you done for prepping in essentials is what we're talking about right here on this show. And we are prepared for either way. Like I said, if the June lows were it, the bear market's about to wrap up and we're going to pump. Okay, bags are packed. Send it. We'll do fine. We'll do fantastic. Don't care if my Bitcoin short gets me wrecked. I will laugh. Because I'll be making it back in XRP and other cryptocurrencies by multitudes of a return. Doesn't matter. But for us, hey, we've, we've set our chips on the table. And then we're also doubling down on the Bitcoin short. I told you guys about that. Double down on the Bitcoin short. Still holding it. Down 50%. Absolutely wrecked. But still in it. Because I'm stubborn. And because it's a conviction play. Bitcoin's a piece of shit network. Doesn't get anything done for humanity. So that's why I'm shorting it. It's a stupid thing not financial advice zero hedge we estimate the next blackout window will begin at the end of this week 916 when 50 percent of the s p 500 are in their closed window as a reminder we typically expect flows to decrease by 30 to 35 percent during the blackout 
This is being reported by Goldman Sachs, I believe. Okay, so what does this mean? This means that we just shared how abysmal the earnings are on the S&P 500. But what we're talking about here is a blackout period that occurs for many companies. And uh, it's, it's all based off of their fiscal year ending at the end of Q3, at the end of September. This is a period, a blackout window is a period, not when the lights go out, over, even though we could be seeing that. Uh, we, we, we actually already are seeing that, right? The, the grids are all on the brink of failing, right? Uh, and then we did see the most recent deal yesterday in the Ukraine-Russia situation was that largest power grid in Kharkiv was bombed. So we are seeing blackouts. We are seeing blackouts, but in regards to this, blackout window we're talking about uh, companies cannot do any buying or selling of positions going into the end of the fiscal year going into earnings there's a blackout window that's going to be occurring now um, the next blackout window will begin at the end of this week 916 well we also know that we're going into where the queen uh, her funeral is set for the 19th the banks in england will be shut down and it's expected they could be uh, shut down even a couple days after We'll see how that unfolds, okay? So we know here that we have this taking place uh, with the S&P 500 blackout. Basically, uh, they're gonna be on the sidelines there for a little bit, but then we're going into the end of this Shemitah cycle, okay? Truly incredible here. We just have a couple, a couple weeks left. And if you go back and look at all of the market crashes, they all had similar alignments as far as a lunar cycle and a whole lot more. And as I've been telling you guys, uh, I'm gonna be sharing my Shemitah cycle deep dive for my Discord group on September 17th, this weekend, this Saturday. I'm gonna be doing my weekly call that I do every week with my Discord group, sitting down with them, having the real talk that I can't have here on YouTube and, and TikTok. See, there's a reason why we had to move to Discord over a year ago, but specifically Shemitah cycle deep dive and all the other alignments, including the lunar cycle and we're gonna get into all of it in this deep dive session, but it's just truly incredible. Add this to uh, you know another factor for taking us down to the downside and something that we need to be watching and preparing for is this blackout window. Now, the ratio of Canadian household debt to income surged to a record 181%. Canadian households experienced a decline of almost one trillion in net worth in the second quarter. The Canadian Central Bank should buy some gold. This is being reported by Gold Telegraph. And we just covered in one of my most recent shows how the United States lost $6 trillion of wealth during that same quarter, I believe. Uh, don't quote me. Go fact check me. Whatever you want to do. It was uh, multiple trillions of, of value was lost in Q2. And I think it was one of the largest ever. Um, we'll have to go back and fact check that. But the point is, guys, is... They have set this thing up for complete, absolute sacrifice of the middle class, the Western financial elite. You're hearing it from Putin. You're hearing it from me. You're hearing it from others like Jim Rickards, Peter Schiff, that are breaking this down. Dan Daniela Martino, uh, DiMartino Booth, breaking this down for you guys. People that are much smarter than me in the room telling you guys all the same thing. We still have to clean up the system. We still have to go down further and you got to be prepared because this is just the start. Losing $1 trillion in Canada of household uh, net worth. And then in America, losing um, even more. 
So we just continue to ask, how is your program working now? And it's not because we want to mock people. Now, I, 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 do, I, I do push back on the haters from time to time. I am known to do that, right? But I'm not here to mock anyone. When I say, how's your program working out? It, it, it's a matter of like holding yourself accountable and understanding whether or not you have a real strategy or if you're just riding blind through this time and you're using whatever it may be to distract you from the issues at hand that are actually affecting your life and that you can actually be accountable for and change. That's what this show's about. It's not just talking about the doom and gloom and how bad it's going to get and shit hitting the fan without bringing... And, and I heard this from Jim Rickards recently where he was suggesting that he feels as if he has a duty, a responsibility to provide solutions when you're talking about uh, macroeconomics and world, world events in, in, in such a way. You know, and I feel the same way is that I have a duty every night here. I try to piece together a show on what matters most to the people that are tuning in and what can we do about it? Keep it relevant, but then every single episode, give them real value and actionable steps in this show here. I'm just trying to get through what a picture here of situation breaking down. But then at the end, we're going to get into Ripple, meeting with JP Morgan, meeting with everyone else in the banking system, and why we believe in the investments that we're making right now so much. Why we have so much conviction, and why we, we're not sweating going back down to the downside. I'm not losing household net worth right now. God willing, thank you God. And I'm not here to brag. I'm not rich. I'm not killing it. I think I'm barely accomplishing anything at this point but I'm not losing household net worth like most. And that's key. And that's key. And uh, we're going to continue on here. Let's get, let's, let's get further into this news before I go on further rants. Argentina has formalized the BRICS membership application. What are, uh, who are the other possibilities? We have Iran, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Turkey. I'm going to suggest that you have basically everyone that wants to actually get their act together, move forward, reset, restructure their currency. The debt crisis, the liquidity crisis, the gas crisis, food riots that are hitting the streets of these other countries are accelerating the movement over to a new financial system. The BRICS membership application, it doesn't have to be a formal membership. The deals are already being done with the likes of Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Turkey, and Iran. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, what does it matter if Iran is part of BRICS? The only people that are working with uh, Iran are BRICS members, right? So, so, so a formal agreement doesn't even need to be done. We're seeing the money move. We're watching the money closely, and we're seeing the deals getting done. It's one thing for Europe and the United States to stay woke. And like we say... Uh, go woke, stay broke, basically, is the situation at hand here. The program is not working out for Europe in the United States. I'm going to get into that here in this next article. And uh, this is why the gas prices keep dropping, reporting from Zero Hedge. The Biden administration drained 8.4 million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve last week. The biggest weekly drain in history. We're not in a war, Right? Like, like we're, this does not solve the problem. All we keep doing is slapping band-aids on the issue. The cut just keeps getting deeper. We're bleeding out more and more, and we just keep throwing on another band-aid. That's what this is doing. And this is going to leave us completely dry as we roll into this winter. This is short-term election stimulus to keep the thing a little bit afloat before it gets absolutely hammered, guys. And 
from across the board, what I am seeing is so many folks suggesting another 50%. And what I'm suggesting, what, what, what camp I'm in is we're going down another 50%. Just like across the board on average, whether you're talking, cryptos are gonna probably even gonna be worse. Uh, some real estate markets, not all, not all, high-flying real estate markets, very speculative areas, could see another 50. Stock market, another 50. That is what so many of the folks that I'm listening to are suggesting as well. And when you look at the Bitcoin chart, it's there with ease another 50% with ease. I mean, it would just be so simple. It's the, the crazy thing is, is that people are so excited to get out when there's still so much wrong in the macro fundamental level. If you have any understanding of the fundamentals of this whole situation, you see that it needs to be cleaned up. Whether you're in stocks, crypto, precious metals, whatever the hell you're doing, you understand that there's still clean work, cleanup work to do before we can roll before we can roll over now tomorrow we have the cpi data coming out huge inflation number tomorrow this is from will mead word on the street cpi will show inflation is falling if true hedge funds will get squeezed as they are net short a record 107 billion in s p futures so me as well i am also short as well now the hedge funds this is a record 107 billion dollar short squeeze on the s p uh and and myself included i am right there with them going short on bitcoin as we speak and i am actually getting ready to even load up more money in case i'm about to get margin called um now like i said this is not smart trading this is not good investment this is a conviction play. I do believe that we're going way further down to the downside and that this is all just a fake rally pump that we've had over the last week or so. So I'm right there with them uh, on this net short that's equal to 107 billion, okay? But I'm getting ready to get margin called as well because these these guys, if this, okay, let's, let's back up a sec. Will Mead is suggesting that in the inflation numbers if they're a little bit lower, if it shows that inflation is getting less, if it's falling, uh, then we're going to pump. Then the market's going to do well, right? Which makes sense, right? That, that, that makes sense, okay? The CPI will show inflation is falling. If true, hedge funds will get squeezed. I would be getting squeezed as well if we do get this pump. But I, I want you guys to understand and look back to all the most recent inflation CPI data releases they get it gets really volatile leading up to it leading up to it and then even after it gets announced we've had bullish announcements on uh worst cpi data in 40 years the market pumped initially before it rolled back over to the downside now on 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 my weekly call last week with my discord group i was showing them the charts that i'm looking at and i just do very simple technical analysis and i pulled the fractals that took us from what was it april may time frame all the way to june july there's a couple different fractals that we identically basically identically match and it takes us much lower anywhere from below 10k all the way to bare minimum going below 14k that is what i'm watching on the macro Bitcoin chart. Now, can they pump Bitcoin to 23, 24, even 25K once again 
before they roll it over. Absolutely. That's just what they did to us. Nobody learns the lesson, even though they did it to us just a week or two ago, where they pumped Bitcoin to 25K and then rolled it back over here and wrecked everyone. See, so uh, you got to be careful right now if you're trading in this market. For most of you guys, just continue to buy the assets that you have 100% conviction in is the strategy I would stick to. If I was new in crypto, I would not be uh, doing conviction bets, trying to prove a point shorting Bitcoin. That's just stupid. But um, yeah, it's kind of how I feel about Bitcoin. Molly Elmore, huge shout out to her. She's been putting together incredible threads on basically everything from crypto. Um, she's talking about Basel 3 in this one, breaking down the financial system and economic structures, basically, uh, for the simple people like myself. This thread right here, what is Basel 3? What does it have to do with the price of gold? Let me take a sip of my adult beverage and huge shout out to everyone for tuning in tonight. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate all of you. If you can smash that thumbs up button, I would greatly appreciate that, okay? And let's have a fun time here tonight. We got a little bit to get into. We're about to roll into the crypto news. This is the stuff that you guys like most. And at the end of this show, we're gonna be talking about Ripple meeting with JP Morgan. We're gonna be getting there here shortly. Thank you for tuning in. What is Basel III? What does it have to do with the price of gold? The gold market is manipulated through paper gold, which is coming to an end. A thread on Basel III, the paper gold market, and what's ahead in 2023. Until Basel III, banks could buy and sell unallocated gold, which is also called paper gold. Allocated gold is what you envision when you think of a bank and gold physical bars of gold held in a secure vault. However, it's expensive and labor-intensive to move bars of gold around, so paper certificates are used as a proxy. This is similar to when U.S. dollars were backed by gold. Each paper dollar was supposed to connect to an equivalent amount of gold. It became too tempting for the U.S. government to spend more than they had in gold reserve. Hence, the dollar was no longer exchangeable for gold after 1971 when Nixon took us off the gold standard. Right. The banks did a similar thing with the paper gold market. They issued more certificates than they have physical gold, which enabled the suppression of the gold price through a process of using naked shorts. Basel III has elevated the status of gold to a tier one asset and will force banks to hold allocated gold instead of paper gold. These requirements will go into effect with U.S. banks in January of 2023. This means that JP Morgan, among others, won't be able to manipulate the price of gold anymore. Interesting. We're going to be talking about JP Morgan meeting with Ripple here in just a little bit. Tie in the recent announcement of Russia to launch a new gold exchange and the market for gold may change dramatically. Why would the banks do this if it hurts the system they had going for so long? Not all central banks have the same agenda. The U.S. central bank, the Fed, wants to protect the value of the dollar. However, the European central bank has a different agenda. The banks in Europe are facing a liquidity crisis and would benefit greatly from their gold reserves having a higher valuation. It's also a game theory situation with the Russians. If the new Russian gold market launches and the price of gold is higher, it creates an arbitrage opportunity. People with cheap paper gold will attempt to cash in for physical gold to sell in Moscow. Since the banks issued too many certificates, they will run out of gold. As a result, there will be a mad paper certificate holders uh, there will be mad paper certificate holders and they will run out of gold. No bueno. 
Time will tell how this plays out. But this power play between central banks and Russia may benefit the gold investors who have patiently waited for the manipulation to end. If you found this thread insightful, please follow me and retweet to share with others. So I'm going to show you guys her once again real quick. That's Molly Elmore on Twitter. I would highly recommend everyone uh, give Molly a follow. She's putting together a lot of great work. So, uh, yeah, we really appreciate that, Molly. Thank you so much for clearing that up with us. Yes. So basically, as we've been talking about, tier one assets, you might as well throw in XRP into the tier one class as well, because it has even more utility than gold, in my opinion. And for the banking structure, the banking system, it is uh, getting restructured, reset. We know that we have a liquidity crisis in Europe that is uh, actually speeding this thing along. Now it's picking up. I said when the queen passed away, basically the acceleration, we reached a new, uh, we, we shifted to a new gear and we're accelerating even faster now uh, towards the financial reset and the restructuring. Basel three implementation is part of that. Absolutely. And it's funny. I just shared a short on YouTube of a video I did last year in June of uh, June 28th is when Basel three was basically adopted um, and accepted. And then I guess until 2023, they're giving everyone time to roll over. So once again, everything lining up for 2023, maybe even 2024, before we really actually get reset and get launched into that new financial system, utility unlocked, real value found for tier one suppressed assets, which is what we talk about here every night on this show is precious metals, gold, silver. I don't know if they classify silver as a tier one asset as well, but I would. My portfolio, uh, what I would uh, identify it as would be a tier one asset, gold, silver, XRP, and XLM, and maybe a couple other cryptos as well. For me, you know, my deal is just XRP is what turns me on most. But nonetheless, the moment in time here is truly incredible, guys. As we watch all of this unfold, let's, let's look here at all of the dates leading up to this uh, rollout. Library case ruling was stated as expected in four to eight weeks from uh, July 20th. That puts us at 914. We might see the ruling this week. Now, I just saw a post yeah, here from Library that says the judge is about to miss his own timeline in our case. Who does he think he is? A software engineer. And so, yes, the uh, case ruling, I think this is on their summary judgment, uh, is due here anytime now. So we're going to get an update not only in the Ripple versus SEC case coming uh, here shortly, but we could see the library ruling actually come first. This is going to be something to watch very closely. Let's continue on. So what happens now with XLS20? XLS20 has been delayed. Why? A nasty little exploit was found. You guys already know the deal. You already heard about this, right? Okay, let's get into this. I want to get into the summary. And this is from Combat Kanga. Huge shout out for putting this together. I want to get to his uh, code update, best case and worst case scenarios. So code update, best, one day, worst, seven. Released updated code, best, one day, worst, seven. Update the validators. And these are the three things that need to be done before we can update to XLS20 NFTs for XRP. Update the validator, validators. Between one to two weeks, worst, one to two months. Best and worst estimates for XLS20 going live. Best case scenario, one month. Worst case scenario, two and a half months. Okay, 
So um, we'll continue to watch that one unfold as well, which we love to see this. Just so everyone's clear of what we're watching, what we're observing, we love to see this. This is decentralized future of finance in real time. The network is being validated, not by Ripple. Ripple's not forcing their hand. Yes, they did uh, turn on, they, they did vote against the amendment until the bug gets fixed. But this is being driven and it was found by the community. It wasn't found by Ripple. So while Ripple is trying to make a case in the SEC lawsuit, which we don't even have to get into that because we already know how staged of a lawsuit it is. But just think, just look at this proof of the decentralized nature of XRP, all for the show of the SEC of now, now we have the SEC and the CFTC chairman as well going in front of Congress this, uh, this week. All eyes on crypto. Now, Alex Cobb, I thought this was a good find. In Apple's first 10 years of existence, year 1995, it was at 35 cents per share. In XRP's first 10 years of existence, year 2022, it is 35 cents per token. Now, he's giving this credit to uh, some guy in his YouTube comments, which I know how that goes. Everyone has a YouTube comment to leave, which I do appreciate. Please leave the comments. Good, bad, fact check. I don't care. I, I'm totally with it. But let's, uh, maybe someone can confirm this. But nonetheless, I think that the point is there, is that Ripple XRP, this is just like the tech bubble, right? Uh, I forget what the price point was. I was listening to, what was it, uh, Peter Schiff? Or it was one of the guys I was listening to today talk about how, you know, Amazon went from, um, I forget what it was, you know, it, it went from a high price to a low price. That's the point, basically. And, and, and same thing has happened here with Ripple XRP and it's been suppressed, right? And at this moment in time, so many people have left and abandoned the cryptocurrency space and the technology that is going to change the world just like they did in the dot-com bubble. Now for me at this time, I was just arriving on the scene and uh, you know, the, the dot-com bubble of 2001, I was just a young kid, but we're seeing a similar moment in a similar cycle with this emerging technology and it's 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 getting good right now folks talking about xrp movements big movements big deals digital perspectives finds this one he says i'm sure it's nothing which we we already know what's going on behind the scenes here 165 million xrp transferred from ftx to unknown wallet we continue to see huge whale movements in the xrp ledger movements but we are also seeing some XRP is actually being moved off the exchanges uh, like this one, 165 million. Now we've been talking about the, on, on, on this channel about how uh, there is so much XRP that is getting locked away by real players like this, 165 million XRP getting locked away. That's equivalent to 59, uh, 58, 589. I didn't even realize that, wow. How incredible that the numbers work out like that. Five, uh, 58,000, sorry, 58,985,000 US dollars. 589, go figure. Um, but nonetheless, guys, what we're starting to see here is some serious players making deals behind the scenes, which is exactly what we're talking about in this video that we have found um, Ashley Prosper in the XRP community doing a great job. One of the Twitter sleuths that's just deep diving, getting these videos, getting this evidence, compiling all this uh, information. And it's, um, you know, truly amazing to see the XRP community completely expose everyone 
that um, basically is working against crypto innovation in this country in real time. Huge shout to Ashley Prosper. Let's share this clip. This is Brad Garlinghouse having 15 executives from JP Morgan in his office. Now, before we get into that, I want to explain this, guys. This isn't a meeting in a little rink-a-dink office. This is a boardroom with 15 executives at the table from JP Morgan. And I want you guys to listen to Brad explain the role of JP Morgan and why Jamie Dimon spoke down on Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency space overall. At the same time, he sends 15 executives over to meet with Ripple in Brad's office. But Brad and team, not only are they renting out a few floors in that building they were at, that they're currently still at, they've now rented out the whole damn building. Don't forget that. As we go into a recession, a crypto bear market, they are now renting out the whole damn building. And we go back years and they've been housing, uh, welcoming 15 executives from JP Morgan into their boardroom. And we have the best guy right here in Brad Garlinghouse to represent this company, represent this mission. And you guys are seeing him speak out right here. Let's play this clip for you guys. Let's check out what uh, Brad Garlinghouse has to say here. When we talk about Jamie Dimon, we first have to recognize where he sits. Uh, he sits at the top of the global financial infrastructure. There are a few banks, of which JPM is certainly one, that make billions and billions of dollars of profit by virtue of that perch. You know, 99.9% of banks don't make money in this ecosystem in terms of cross-border payments. Jamie Dimon makes a technical term of a shit ton of money by sitting there. <laughs> so when I hear Jamie Dimon saying it's a fraud, I think to myself, well, of course he's going to say that. He's talking, I mean, and by the way, there's also you know, people who uh, conspiratorially, uh, he's trying to talk down the price of Bitcoin so he can, JPM can buy it. Like the, the idea that, the idea that JP Morgan isn't actively working in the blockchain and Bitcoin space is not true. Uh, I mean, I, frankly, I don't mind sharing. There are about 15 senior JP Morgan people at Ripple's offices this afternoon. Now, unless JP Morgan's going to fire them. <laughs> I, Does JP Diamond know that? I, apparently not. Anyway, so look, that's my thought on the whole JP Diamond thing. I do think there are people who are going to say this is, you know, uh, in the same manner, a very smart investor said to me, uh, you know, in 1997, the whole West Coast was long Amazon and the whole East Coast was shorting Amazon. We saw how that worked out. And his point was basically, look, you know, the West Coast is obviously bullish and, you know, there's some that are very cynical about these things and, you know, we'll see how it works out. On the, the risk factor, just very briefly, because I don't want to go on too long, but I think what we have to remind ourselves is this has to come back to utility. What problem is the digital asset solving? If it's solving a real problem and it's creating value by solving that problem, then there will be value in the token. I think what's risky is there's a lot of these things, as Juan was saying, that like I cannot explain why you need a token. I can't explain what the token does. I can't. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I think, unfortunately, I think that percentage, particularly in the recent ICO wave, I think that percentage is a very high percentage. I think there is going to be uh, carnage to be had from that. And I think what you know, Grant is smarter than I am in many ways, not the least of which is on the law. But you know, the ICOs. Regulation around the SEC regulation around securities are designed to protect investors and. 
Right, so it cuts off there a little bit short, but um, yeah, huge shout out to Ashley Prosper for actually being able to pull back up this clip. She says that she's gonna be getting the full video, so she's gonna be sharing this full uh, speech here with Brad. But as you guys can see, Ripple has not been messing around and like he says, there's a reason why he was able to get up so confidently and say that 99% of cryptos are going to be going away. Brad Garlinghouse knows it's all based off utility. And he's been sitting at the table with all the people that matter in the whole damn world. This is no joke. Anders says, look at the obvious. Go through the keynote speakers at Swell. Now, at first, I thought he was talking about excuse me, the speakers at the Swell conference that's going to be taking place in November this year this current uh, Swell conference that's just coming up. But he was actually talking about the older ones, specifically Ben Bernanke, Sheila Warren, Bill Clinton, representatives from the ECB, Federal Reserve, World Bank, and many more that um, you know we don't even know about that are unnamed. But once again, guys, we just want to reiterate, this has all been taking place years ago. Years ago. When... I started out the show we've been talking about in the last live streams how important Queen Elizabeth's passing is for the rollout of, of events that we're about to see. Uh, now, you can put any significance you want on any of this, any of this news, whether it's a coincidence or not, whether it's a conspiracy or not. This is my speculation. This is my truth that I'm going to share with you guys here tonight is that uh, they are timing this thing up to come in here pretty soon as far as the worst of the worst. It appears like the bear market, the crash, the quote unquote event or series of events that we're kind of expecting are going to be hitting over the next few months. And this is why I believe that the bottom of the market is still yet to come in, that June was not the lows. I am saving cash right now so that I can buy assets on the low, okay? And when I say I'm, saving up cash. That's not all cash under the mattress. You know, you want to have some physical cash. I got cash in the bank. I got crypto ready to roll to buy more. And we've also taken positions in silver, precious metals. Okay. And then we've been just loading up and we've reached new levels that we never thought that we would get to in these assets. At the very same time in my business, just deals after deals, contracts are getting signed going into a recession and it's all cash flow it's all upside it's no layoffs like like all these companies that are having to do layoffs right now we're not having to do any right now anyway and, and, and like i always say i'm trying to remain humble and i praise god for this opportunity and for the blessings that i have but we put in a lot of work to get here and and i'm not you know doing anything special by any means personally when i look at what i'm doing here i feel like this is just kind of cool and we're just getting started but folks what i want to get out to you guys every single night when i come to you live when i bring you guys these updates is to get you guys to take action whether that's starting a side hustle starting your business investing in real estate uh sitting down with your family building out your exit strategy building out a recession uh, secession plan if you pass away, if something happens to you. Many of you folks are older that listen to me. I know the demographics go all the way from the young kids all the way up older. You guys, whether you're 20 years old or whether you're 65, 70 years old, you need to have a plan, right? We gotta, we gotta understand that a lot of you guys that have you know, been around the block, you got experience, were, were fed into the 401k old system that was just part of that Wall Street scheme. It was fed to the American public, right? 
And then what we're seeing now with the series of events is not only the stock market going down and people's 401ks getting wiped out, but we're seeing that people can't even make ends meet. They can't even buy groceries, can't even pay their energy bills, uh, utility bills. Uh, the foreclosures haven't even really started yet, but that's always a lagging. Uh, basically, the, the foreclosures are always lagging when it comes to a recession and a real estate bubble popping. Okay, so that's still yet to happen. What I am looking at is uh, real estate. I continue to acquire precious metals and I don't care what the price of silver is when I go in, I'm buying. I don't really care what the price of the cryptos are. I, I continue to dollar cost average, but I have set up myself to go in more hard uh, at lower prices. But like I said, we've already taken advantage of the bear market the whole way. Uh, no regrets about buying XRP, or even last bull market when it was at $1.20. I have no regrets about buying XRP at those higher prices. And I don't think that you guys should beat yourselves up about buying these assets at higher prices. Um, personally, cryptocurrency has kind of been my savings plan, which uh, obviously hasn't been the best store of value. Uh, it was going good for a moment last year in the bull market. But what we've been able to do and what we focus on is how big did the bag get during this time? And the bag got big. It's getting bigger. We're just getting started. And so that's good. God willing, we can make it through the storm, which is why we talk about prepping and essentials. This situation, folks, next three to six months is it, in my opinion. And we're going to put together, there's actually another cycle that I need to add uh, that we need to watch, and that's the demographic cycle. I was listening to Harry Dent was on Robert Kiyosaki's uh, podcast uh, Listen to that today, but the podcast was showcased about two weeks ago, talking about the demographics that Harry Dent focuses on so much. So, uh, basically, the millennial boom will start about uh, 2023, 2024, is what Harry Dent said. Someone who was able to predict the recession uh, that took place in 2007, 2008, back in the 80s, by understanding demographics. And so, I don't think that this time is different. He is calling for, you know, obviously a, a much worse of a crash to take place. Another 50% is essentially where he's at as well, maybe even worse on some assets, but uh, just in general, basically another, slash another 50 off the assets. He's in bonds, which I always find interesting, but, you know, I understand his play after listening to him talk about it on Robert's show. I understand why he's doing the bond play right now because it's a short-term hedge against the recession so basically he's going to just hold the bonds for now but then sell them off later i just don't want I, I just don't like that type of paper asset for me there's no utility it's all based off of uh you know speculation in the markets uh yeah there's fundamentals there there is a lot there it's you know um i know a lot of people you know are bond traders whatever it's boring as hell <laughs> so for me it's just not it and i'm not going to be doing that but i get why he's doing it but then he's also super bullish on gold after gold gets smacked after the precious metals get smacked then they go on a tear as well and he's talking about the demographics uh lead us to a millennial boom and what it's based off of is when a generation is at peak spending and so this is why a lot of other countries have other serious issues, including China, is their demographics are jacked up. Uh, here in the United States, we do have the millennials, but that's going to be a much more shorter lived boom than we had with the baby boomers. So he was very clear on that as well. But, you know, as we continue to do, we continue to listen to the smartest people in the room, uh, the people that are doing the deals that have actually run real businesses that, uh, you know, have the real estate portfolios 
that are building out this cryptocurrency technology. We just refer to the best in the room. We compile a show for you guys here tonight. And I just try to reiterate that how important it is to take action right now during these times. As we watch these events unfold, you know, timeline, we don't know the exact date or hour, but we know we got a window. It's a window of opportunity. Rosie Rio said a once in a lifetime opportunity meeting Pope Francis, the Holy Father, and being able to collaborate and work together in each one's respective fields, platforms, uh, to grow together uh, spiritual order. And, uh, you know, part of what I've always said, too, is that, you know, we understand that, you know, um, order out of chaos is their motto. For us, we want to bring that order to our families, to our businesses, to our church and community. That's what we're here for. That's what this group's meant to do. And I would encourage you guys to make sure that you, you know, are, are not only listening to, it, it's easy to get caught up listening to podcasts, YouTubes all day on business, on starting a side hustle, investing, but to actually take that first step, you know, and if you need someone to help you along the way, I would be glad to do so. I did start a business development program for my Discord group. It's coming along kind of slow, to be honest, but I'm just a very busy guy. Like I said, uh, obviously very busy time in my landscape business. And then we try to bring the updates for you guys and keep you guys up to date. But the business development program is coming along in the first two we're talking about uh, starting your side hustle, starting your real business, the two separate paths and the first steps to take. And I would love to help you guys along the way. Uh, but nonetheless, you don't have to come join our Discord group. Even if you listen and if you support this channel, I appreciate you. You can help me out by smashing that thumbs up, by sharing this message. All the super chats are greatly appreciated. And, uh, you know, as always, we're just trying to bring you the best news and help you guys figure out a plan that's going to work, a program that's going to work during these times. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.